Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hi, everybody. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. As we head into, guys, the final week of 2022. Good riddance to a losing season for the Cubs. And hopefully better things ahead. Guys, how was the... Uh, for those who celebrate Christmas, how, how was the holiday the last couple of days? Good? Yeah, great. Great. Um, like I said, it was – well, I guess we were talking about it pre-show. I'm still in San Antonio, actually. Uh, with, we're with family down here. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, figured come to Texas, it would be nicer out, you know, because uh, Chicago was blizzard and, like, the frozen tundra up there. Uh, but it was, it was pretty cold down here, so it didn't do a whole lot. Um, just, you know – Whole family came down, got to spend some time with them. So all good, all good, you know, fun times. I, yeah, and then the Cubs were nice enough to uh, give Ryan a Drew Smiley article to write up, I think, on yeah. what was that, Christmas Eve? He, yep, yep, Christmas Eve. I'm like, we went, we were going to the, to the Alamo. We wanted to see the Alamo. Yeah. And so I'm, like, writing. I'm trying to work like, on the way there. And then, like, we get there, and my mom's like, are you done? I'm like, no, I'm not done. So I sat in the car for, like, another half hour while they went and, like, walked, like, walked around the Alamo and stuff. Well, they like saw the whole thing, thing, didn't they? Like, if, Probably, for yeah. people that haven't been to the Alamo, it takes maybe ten minutes to walk no, through. It's, it's not, like, it's not. oh, small building. Okay, thanks. Like a cool little <laughs> church, and that's it. Yeah, no, that, yeah. They they were pretty much done by the time I got there. So that's <laughs> underwhelming. I th- I figured it was bigger. No, no. Like the the no. Riverwalk is it's it's near the Riverwalk, so that part's yeah. nice. But like when people say I went to go see the Alamo, you're just seeing like a tiny little brick church, like you said, and then there's some grounds around it, but there's if you ever go there, don't set aside more than ten minutes to go to it. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like a little anyway. church that the, the, yeah. you you go in the church. The church is cool, and then there's like the little grounds, and they have that like ten minute like historical movie that like every museum has nowadays. And you do that, so maybe twenty minutes, Luke. About twenty minutes yeah, to do top, that. Top. If you top. if you sit and watch that movie, that's about it. Yeah. So uh, uh, what'd you do, Cody? Uh, well. I got a new pair of shoes. Uh, that was cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, went out and hung out with both her side of the family and then my side of the family yesterday. So there's a lot of traveling the last couple of days, actually. So it's good to be back Wait. in my apartment and working from home today. Yes. You did or did not get Jordans from Santa? I did not get Jordans. Did not get Jordans. Wow. Well, Santa can only do so much. When you have every pair, what's the what's he supposed to do? Make the elves just like create a new pair just for you? Well, I actually have multiple pairs of the shoe that I got. It's just different colorways. Actually, I've just I've actually worn them on set before, Luke. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a very rare time, but I have done it before. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, not not a ton has happened since we did our podcast on Thursday. Although some things did happen, and then we had. Um, Brendan and Corey talked a lot about stuff. They were, they did their podcast. They, there was a segment where they talked about Michael Conforto, right? Like what, mm-hmm. what he possibility he might be. And then he goes out and does two years, 36 million, uh, to the giants, which leaves me with the question. Okay. They got to find this power. It's just like what Corey and Brendan were talking about. They got to find power somewhere. And I know that Patrick wisdom it's sounding more and more like Patrick Wisdom is going to be over at third base still. And that's where your power is going to have to come from over there. Uh, but we know the downsides of that. And um, I, 
is Trey, is Trey Mancini becoming a must at first base? I, I don't know where, like, Drury's off the board. I don't know where else they're going to get power from in the free agent market unless they get Mancini. And it sort of just seems like you'd be counting way too much on the possibility and likeliness of Saya increasing his home runs and Morell increasing or keeping his home runs and somehow getting more out of the catcher position than he did last year, which is almost impossible that you're going to get more home runs out of catcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, considering you just you lost the most power, you got to do it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Eric Hosmer, I guess, is an idea. You're not going to have to pay him anything. I, I would rather have Mancini over Hosmer, but I do think Hosmer might play a little bit better defensively at first base. And he, I mean, he has a veteran presence, but so is Mancini, so I don't know what the difference really is. Mm. Um, but, like, I'd rather – again, I'd rather have Mancini over Hosmer, but he's another option, and he's left-handed, and we've talked about it. It ends about the Cubs needing left-handed hitters. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be against it, um, but – He's very similar to Cody Bellinger in a way, but it's been multiple years of just kind of, you know, underwhelming performance. I guess last year he wasn't at that bad. I, but I don't know. I to me, it's it. I wouldn't say it's Mancini or bust because um, they can get creative on the trade market if they wanted to. Um, but based off the trade that the Blue Jays and the Diamondbacks made over the weekend, I, I guess that they don't want to get that creative. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't get Conforto just because of, you know, the options left. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to go back into full on pessimism, but yeah, I feel like the Cubs are missing out on some guys and you sign Swanson, uh, which is a great move, but now you gotta, you gotta continue to fill out this roster and yeah, they might be really good defensively right now but like you said Luke they're it looks like they're you know they're trying to bank on some guys you know you know Morel being better next year and they're trying to bank on Bellinger on being more than more than what you might expect and you know all these kinds of things and that's just not a recipe for success you know what I mean so I don't know I I do definitely think that Mancini is kind of a must play now and if it's not him, then I think I guess it would be Hosmer or you know Dominic Smith has been in the rumor too, and neither one of those two get me excited. You know <laughs> I, mean? I, was, I was thinking of like you could tell just by the excitement in Cody's voice that, that <laughs> any any of those moves are like underwhelming at this point. Yeah, sure. I do. Th- uh, if someone says Longoria in the chat too, and like for third base, like he's like the only other guy at third base yeah. that I feel like you know you could feel okay with, but that's why I wanted. Drury, but he's off the board too. So yeah, I, I have. I feel like the Cubs have. If there's any failure of this offseason for the Cubs, I just feel like they have missed out on so many second tier guys. I feel like if they would have got all the second tier guys and missed out on Swanson, I'd probably feel better about the team right now than I would with Swanson Ooh, and no other second tier guys. I don't know about that. For what do you think, Brian? Like for me, number one was you had to get one of the shortstops. Yeah. So. They they yeah, checked the big box, but I guess the they haven't been able to get more of the other things. Yeah, right? I mean, like, that was number one for me. It was a shortstop, and I think we all were like looking at the like maybe we've talked about multiple times like the, as far as like the overall picture of the shortstop. Like Dansby Swanson was number four, 
I think we could say for that kind of rank him in that way. And then just the way the market played out, obviously that kind of confirmed that he was the number four shortstop on the market. Uh, to me, I agree. Like that was the number one thing the Cubs needed to do, not because they don't have a good shortstop in house. We know Nico is a good, can play a capable shortstop and was really good last year uh, and should be good years moving forward. It was more of just the, the amount of different boxes that you could check off the offseason to-do list by getting any of the four shortstops, which again, Danzy Swanson does. He adds a little bit of pop. He adds great up the middle defense, leadership qualities, you know, intangible stuff that you don't see on the field, like all this stuff. He checks all those boxes. And so that's one player that does a lot of different things. At this point, I get like the, the secondary or even tertiary tier players that we're looking at now. They don't check as many boxes as a guy like Danby Swanson does. That's why the shortstop was the number one thing. And yeah, you would have liked to have gotten maybe Jose Abreu and kept him in Chicago, just the other side of town, you know, earlier in the season and in a, maybe a different year, the Cubs are playing in that uh, upper tier free agent market. They're like going after Carlos Rodon or something, right? It just right. wasn't this year. And it goes back to something I said specifically about like Trey Mancini or any of the other first base options. Um, it goes back to what I said a few weeks ago that when I look at it realistically, like I don't, when they, when they lost out on Jose Abreu, none of the other moves struck me as like they need to do this. Like I don't think the Cubs need to get Trey Mancini. I think he would be probably an upgrade. Um, and obviously he would help Matt Mervis kind of you know, platoon with him, let him acclimate to MLB as, at his own pace. I mean, I just don't, I don't know how big of an upgrade he'd be over someone like Patrick Wisdom at first base. And if you just let Patrick Wisdom play for his base and he plays that role of, you know, he hits against the lefties, lets Matt Mervis, um, you know, kind of acclimate at his own pace and then go from there. He's probably an upgrade over Wisdom. I just don't know how how big. And if it so, if it's a small upgrade, does it really matter if you get Trey Mancini or not? In my opinion, no. Um, but I guess you, you you wouldn't be able to know that until the season played out how it does, right? Um, right. So to me, if there's better third base, like I don't know, Longoria was a guy that the Cubs targeted. Maybe I'd rather have him at third base. You know, he's he's older, but at least he's a name, right? He might sell some more tickets, maybe a jersey. Maybe he might get the Cubs a couple uh, a couple jersey sales. You speak, you're uh, speaking for Tom, Ryan. Come on, man. I, if I but, had to get a jersey, that's a move one of those guys, I'd go Bellinger, I think. For <laughs> but but at least you know he'd be at third base. Wisdom obviously could can move in and out of third base, but then he'd also be able to move over to first. I I think I just like that scenario a little bit better. Than having Trey Mancini, who's who's solely going to be a first baseman. I mean, he could DH obviously, but at this point, as far as position on, on the field, he's a he's a first baseman, and at least Wisdom gives you a little more flexibility, maybe a little downgrade in the on the offensive side, but I don't think it's big enough to say like you need to get Trey Mancini. I guess okay. All right. the reason I, I, I said I guess the reason I said what I said in terms of like I would have rather them getting more of the second tier guys than than Swanson. It's not that I didn't want Swanson. Clearly, I wanted Swanson at the end of the day. Between when it came down to the last one, you know, but it just missed out on so many dudes that I feel like could really help this team. And I, the more I think about it, the more I think about well, you know, if maybe maybe if they had used some of that money to get you know some of these other guys, you know. Like, I still, like, even though they're bringing back Smiley, I still think they need another pitcher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. uh, you know, even, you know, missed out on Drury, missed out on Conforto. I mean, there were guys before that that they could have afforded. You know what I mean? Like, Christian Vasquez, you know, and, and Barnhart's fine. But, sure. it, but, but, like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, I still think, yeah, the, sh the shortstop was, you know, you had to get one of them. It's just that they missed out on so many of these other guys that, like, 
I don't know. I I want I I, I was really hoping for more. I'm, I was hoping for more, and uh, you know the Cubs have the money to do it. And now we're sitting here debating on if Trey Mancini is a must, and it's like, ugh. Like I don't know. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I, if, I, if I wish that Gray were bust. I don't. We don't. We don't know that. Like I don't. We yeah. also don't know that it's like a money yeah. situation anymore at this point, right? It's just like the, the crop of guys you had at first mm-hmm. base. I mean, sort of right now you look at it and say, boy, they're counting on a lot of belly bombs coming back, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're hoping that Bellinger can hit some home runs and they're hoping that Mervis can hit some home runs. And like you say, maybe, maybe wisdom provides that, but it is a lot of, and they're, it they're is hoping, a lot of what ifs, just like no matter, yeah. no matter who you sign now, it's yeah. going to be some mm-hmm. what ifs. They're what ifs, just like they were a year ago at this point. You know, a lot going into the season, going into the new year with a lot of question marks that, I mean, maybe they can answer a couple of them between now and spring training. But again, it's like the options that are out there at this point are are still limited in what they do that I don't know. I mean, they're not going to be options that that, that are used to build for the future at this point. Like a bunch of them are just going to be one year, maybe two year deals, stopgap options, let some of these, you know, give these prospects time to, move up the ranks in the system or you know if they debut in the big leagues this next year you know again acclimate to the mlb how they you know at their own pace but it's uh it, it none of them move the meat move the needle as much for me as some other options that were out there yeah. earlier in the season guys i want to bring up some first base options for next year and see if maybe that's why the cubs might be better off waiting and the names on the list right now is josh bell he could opt out uh reese hoskins is a popular name mm. uh carlos santana joey Votto. Uh, if you want to go an older route, uh, Will Myers has a club option that probably won't be picked up. CJ Crone, who's just had a good year. Any of these names stand out to you guys more as maybe better off waiting type of thing? No, best case scenario is that Mervis is actually a major league slugger mm-hmm. by next year, right? But the other thing is that, you know, don't forget the Cubs had the injuries uh, to Canario and Brennan Davis and like, I think those players, some of these players, that when they had a bigger group of prospects before guys got hurt, they could have gone out and sought a trade for someone that could have filled these spots. So maybe that's just a year behind now because of the injuries that guys will be able to do that. And one way to fix the the problem at first base is Brendan Davis or PCA coming up halfway through the season or three quarters of the way through the season, and now Bellinger can slide over to first base. So. Fair. You know, there are there are possibilities out there. It's just not a perfect world. And as far as like Swan, the Swanson deal versus, you know, we all agree they needed one of the shortstops. That that piece, why it was so important, is also because it's building for the future, right? That's that that's a seven year deal. That's that's a multi year planning for the future. Mix these guys, mix him in with Nico and the future. The guys we're talking about now for first base or third base are all one or two year fixes. Like everybody's just kind of like a a stopgap yeah. if you can really find the right yeah. guy for first well, base. There's there's solely moves to help the team maybe be more competitive next season, which yes. is what we want. But yeah, it's well, also it's important like, for the three of us. Yeah, but it's <laughs> for our jobs, yes, definitely. But it's also oh, it's help. just <laughs> it's just again moves that someone <laughs> Corey said mid moves. Um that yeah. kind of what it is. is they're, they're mid moves. They're not needle movers. They're not guys that are going to be on this team long term. It's just moves to slowly be competitive the next year, maybe the year after. Which, again, we want that. So you know, maybe that's actually a, a positive in, in looking at them. But they're not going to 
they're not going to make they're not moves that are going to make this team like a powerhouse or or even right. a, a consistent contender year in year out moving forward. It's just those are solely uh, uh, you know tape over the hole until you get a, until you can get a plumber to come fix your pipe kind of thing. Like that's, <laughs> I, that's I guess I guess they're they're good enough moves to make them competitive in this division. Yeah. I would in still put division, the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, I would still put the Cardinals ahead of them. Um, but I, they're a top three team in the NL Central, no doubt. Um, and I, you know, you want me to get real spicy? I, I think that Pittsburgh could take a real big step next year as well with Milwaukee falling down. Um, but you know, that's just they Pittsburgh's actually made some solid like moves to like make their team better. Nothing like outstanding or or anything, but they've made some moves. Um, but yeah, I mean, all I wanted was the Cubs to be somewhere in the wild card chase. You know, and the only reason I've been complaining since the start of this show uh, is because I feel like they could be doing it at, and still doing it at a very cheap rate, be considering some of the contracts have come off the board. So that's what makes me a little bit more disappointed. Because I mean, what yeah. two years, thirty six mil for Conforto? Like, why are we not in on that? You know, <laughs> like Vasquez is a good is I guess is a bad example because he chose the Twins over the Cubs. You know, um, you know. Drury two years seventeen mil like I, I don't know like what are the what why are the Cubs not in on yeah. some of these guys whenever they're short term and cost controlled like I don't get the, it the way I look at it kind of and and this kind of actually just stuck out to me is like when the Cubs were going through their worst patch like that whole first half uh, I mean it, I know it wasn't the entire thing but it was a lot of it was those long losing streaks you know losing losing at you know two out of three every single series that kind of thing. A lot of it had to do with the pitching. Yeah. A lot of it was, most of it was the pitching, the starting pitching specifically. They didn't have the depth to make up for losing Wade Miley or Drew Smiley or, you know, those guys. Once those guys went down for a month plus, like, yeah, yeah, like they didn't have the depth for that. Um, And so when I look at it is, is you saw what they did in the second half. And as much as that has become just kind of a, a selling point kind of meme type thing, it's like, oh, the second half, 39 and 31. I mean, that's, it really was because they finally had stability in their starting pitching and we're getting, Obviously, good performances from guys like Adrian Sampson, Javier Assad, and that you know those those kind of guys. When I look at it now, is they have you know bringing back Drew Smiley, bringing in Jamison Tyon, you know Keegan Thompson can has proven he's at least a, a multi-inning guy, if not a spot starter. Alzolay is hopefully healthy. Hendricks hopefully healthy. You got Wisniewski and Assad and Sampson still back. I mean, they have a lot more depth, and so I think when you look at it as far as competing next year. I think the depth of pitching was, is, was a way more important thing than you look at the Cubs now and, and yeah, you lost Wilson Contreras. You added Dansby Swanson. I mean, I don't know if this, I mean, the, the lineup feels pretty similar to what it was last year. Right. So minus all, Wilson, minus Wilson added Swanson. Add Swanson. It, it's probably a, it probably a, you know, a little bit worse, but I don't know if it's as worse as we may think it will be. Well, we'll and I think, but what I look, what yeah. I say, what I'm saying is, is, you have a, a relatively similar lineup, potential to be as good. You know, if Cody Bellinger rediscovers something, it could be even better than it was last year. Uh, but that's a big if, obviously. You don't want to count on that. But what I think is the the depth, the, the depth, the depth of the pitching is so much better than it was last year that when guys inevitably start getting hurt, the starting pitching is not going to fall off and be bottom of the league anymore. And I think that, as much as anything, is what's going to help this team be more competitive next year. And maybe even if they can stay relatively healthy and not you know, get bit by the injury bug as many times as they did last year. The pitching, is, I, I think, is what's going to help this team potentially compete for a wild card spot. I think that's yeah. the biggest upgrade that this team can have. What I like about uh, the pitching defense model that the Cubs seem to be going with in 20, 
23 is number one, pitching creates uh, fast games. That's <laughs> that's the good part, right? Yeah. The negative would be there's going to be probably a lot of low scoring Cubs games, which sometimes can be snooze fests, even if they are fast games, right? So like the excitement level of of a pitching performance, unless it's a no hitter, is not what it is for four home runs in the game. Yeah, so it, it's not. like a, it's a little bit of a balance for me. I do like the smiley two for 19 million. Uh, I guess there's a fifth year option, mutual option with a buyout. Right. But yes, I, I wouldn't be mad if I wouldn't be mad if they added another, I saw a rumor today. I can't remember who put it out there or if it was even a, a legit source. Somebody just said, Chris sale would be the skipper. Yeah, maybe Skipper put it out there. It could have been wet butt twenty three. Uh, I don't I, know. Like, I think it was Heyman. I think Heyman through the Chris Sale stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hello uh, to uh, everybody. I see Colada. Ron is here. Colada's already saying Ricketts is cheap. So the year finishing on a high note. Yeah. yeah my, Jedi uh, Chicago's here. M I Z. You know how it is. Wolf. Wolf design. Yo, you guys want to get that off your chest before we do the ad reads? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I don't, Cody. I don't even know what like as as like just not even necessarily. Anyway. I I I'd be more of an Illini fan than I am a Mizzou fan. But Cody yeah, wasn't was happy bad. with me this weekend. What on earth was that? Yeah, it was. Me and Cody were most, beating. This it, was, it was probably the most embarrassing loss in the Brad Underwood era. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then I got yelled at by a bunch of people from Missouri because I called their program mediocre, which it is. They haven't made a they haven't made consecutive NCAA tournaments in a decade. But I won't. I won't even. But I spent them. I I spent two minutes and twenty seconds shitting on Illinois, and then but Mizzou fans are yelling at me saying because I called their program mediocre. But it's like, what are you? You think it's mediocre, but you don't like me calling it mediocre? I'm I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, Missouri basketball is not an elite program. I, no, I, I but they're the they're issue... mad because they're mad because I said it in the fact that I'm an Illinois fan and they think that Illinois is a media, well, mediocre program when it really it is. isn't. It's at least it's at least above average. Historically, historically, I don't know. It's mediocre. It's historically. I mean, they've never won a national championship. Okay, fine. Yeah. But, how, like, how do you how do you how do you, how do you grade like the blue bloods that you know Coach K paying all these players to come play for him the last twenty years that everyone just kind of shoved aside and then how do you grade everyone else after that like. I don't know. Like, I think a good college basketball program is a team that consistently makes the NCAA tournament. And for I, most of my childhood, Illinois did that, and they've done that like yeah. the last four years. They would have done yeah, it the COVID year Illinois, if they didn't cancel it. Illinois and Missouri are good basketball schools. Are they powerhouses? No. no. Have they won no. national championships? So I think they're they're both right where Cody's talking about. They're like. Can they get to a final four? Yes. Could they yeah. eventually one of these teams win national championships? Sure. Um, <laughs> this will probably just, make both mad, but yeah. I would put Indiana above both because they have a history of national championships. I, I think well, yeah. Indiana, currently they're not currently they may not be, but they have a better tradition and history than <laughs> Illinois. I would agree. Cody, did no, you think that I did you think that I sicked Mizzou Twitter on you? Because I, I did not. 
It was, it was MIG yeah. Chris. You, no, MIG you, Chris was you, in there before you I def- did. You definitely no. encouraged it. You definitely encouraged no. it. Bro, if it was the other, and if it was the other way around, I'd be I'm getting shit you, on. So I'm telling you right now, MIG Chris was in there before I said anything. Whoever that is, I don't care who it when is. When he's in there, that he's the one that sicks the Mizzou mob on. It wasn't me. Ryan is Ryan is able to wear Shady Rays because his team won a game against another mid-level team that also is probably top 25 this year. Shady Rays. That's what it's all about. I bet a lot of people got Shady Rays in your family for the holidays, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Well, it was four out of the last. He told everyone on the show. Dragon rights. Yeah, I did. And and thankfully, my my, my mom said that they heard it in the car, but that no one else did. That was good. So everyone was still surprised by the shady rays. Okay, good, good. I was Uh, worried how that wasn't working out. I'm glad uh, it did. The shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I could tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO, 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO for 50% off. Only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. We missed an opportunity. We should have had Ryan uh, live from the Riverwalk or somewhere cool, right? <laughs> like, or from the Alamo behind him, or the uh, maybe. Is it uh, is it Ripley's Believe It or No? Or is, is there's it, a Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yeah, there. across there's, from the yeah, Alamo, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I mean, we missed an opportunity. That's that's my bad. I should have thought of that. Uh, our next partner has a product I've been using literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for, shoot, nine months, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste that I look forward to taking in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it on an empty stomach first thing in the morning and zing, there I go. And it's lifestyle friendly too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1 and it's an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system for the new year with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, athleticgreens.com 
Facebook.com slash CHGO Cubs. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Great idea for those who like to make a New Year's resolution about being better health-wise, right? Let's let's be honest. Nobody's going to the gym 340 days a year. It's not happening. Like, let's not lie I'm to sure ourselves. Ryan. When the resolution comes, <laughs> don't lie to yourself. Now, what is it realistic that Ish, you could take AG1 there. every morning? Yes, it is. It's and a lot that easier be, to do. A lot. I mean, I'm not saying don't ever go to the gym. You know, I'm just saying AG1 is an easy one. You don't have to lie to yourself. You can take AG1 and you're already better health-wise going into this year. Just a thought. No. Uh, are you ready for this game I've created? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm ready as I'll ever be, I guess. <laughs> well, I thought, I've you know, I've experienced the 20, a lot the last few days. I can be ready for this. Yeah. The 26th is always the day that people take whatever they got for Christmas and are like, Back. I don't want that. This doesn't fit. <laughs> this color's wrong. This doesn't look good on me. I wanted something else. And they flood to the malls and everybody takes their holiday cash and all of their presents that they're returning and they go to Woodfield, Old Orchard, yeah. wherever you want to go. They hit the mall. So I thought since this is probably the biggest return exchange day of the year in the uh, retail business, just guessing, uh, mm -hmm. let's play a game of return exchange keep. Okay. So you have, I'm going to give three things. For example, if I gave you um, the Correa deal, the Dansby deal, and the Tucker Barnhart deal, which one would you return? Which one would you exchange for something else? And which one would you keep? Right? I, I think that one's pretty easy. If, if yeah. you had the Correa deal right now, you're thinking I'd probably return that deal. And we don't know if the Mets are going to do that. Then you look at the Dansby deal and you say, well, that seems while he may not be the best of the four shortstops, he seems the most affordable, like what I heard. So I'll keep Dansby on that deal. And then you look at Tucker Barnhart and you say, nice player, but I wish we had picked up somebody else in a trade yeah. or Vasquez had signed instead. So that would be your exchange. So I'm going to start with the first one. You have to return, exchange, and keep bigger bases, no <laughs> shift next season, and a pitch clock slash hitter's clock. Um, so it's the it's the timing of the game, right? The hitters and pitchers have a clock. Uh -huh. It's the no shift coming now to baseball, and it's bigger bases. So which one should mm -hmm. we out of that group? Which one should we keep? I think is the easiest way. Yeah, to do so it. that's the most obvious one. Is whatever's going to make the game faster. That's. Yeah, I mean, that's I think keeping. it's the clock. For me, it's the clock. Yes, that's <laughs> that's, that's the one I would keep. Which that's one would I return? Them. I, bigger bases, I don't even understand it. I, I yeah. still don't get how they think that's going to like create safety in the game and like return it for a better rule change. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, like, see, so that would be the exchange. I think you could exchange. Yeah. Wow, I like no shift though too. I, I really I like do. No they exchange yeah. it for bigger shifts. Like like <laughs> widen the area they can't even go to. Oh, like, okay. they, they can, that, they can technically be like an inch we're on the right side. Yes. Like make so it, they can't even be behind second base. Yeah. We're yeah. going to exchange the shift rule for an even better shift rule. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Love and, it. and we'll get rid of bigger bases because it's, it's stupid. 
doesn't make any sense. I mean, what are they going to put blinking lights on them next? Do we need like uh, hazard lights on ones or? Hey, perhaps it will increase stolen base or uh, stolen base attempts because because they're bigger. That means it'll be, you know, those half second, you know, slide ins. You know, maybe maybe guys yeah, will I, get more I do stolen think bases. Like, like missed it by an inch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it will. I mean, like I said, I like you see the bigger bases and you see, or well, when you see now the smaller bases, how close some of these plays are, like literally within a couple, like an inch or two max. With the bigger bases, I don't remember exactly how many, how much it's supposed to shorten the distance. I think it's three second. inches, right? Yeah. So if you're telling me like some of those plays that are within an inch or two of the guy being safe, he has an extra inch or two to obviously touch that base. Like I, I think they would give guys more reason, more incentive to actually steal bases, which would increase the excitement in the game. I'll say. Mike Dubs game. would like to do a double return. He'd also like to return the runner at second base rule along with yeah. the bigger bases. You could do an exchange for the bigger bases. I thought of this. What if instead of bigger bases, they had uh, bases that had the technology of like touch, so the base would light up as soon as a player's hand touches it on a stolen base. So visually, you could see on television, on review, the green light and where the hand or the foot is going into. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like there's technology. It should be easier to, to determine when somebody is safe at a base. No? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, let's try another one. Let's go with, let's go with some oh, – I, I actually like this one. The Wrigley scoreboard, games on WGN. Oh. oh. Or all of your prices return to 1990. Oh, man. For your ticket prices, your beer prices, your food prices, if you paid mm. for parking. All right. What uh, for, me, for me, I, I'm. Oh, I man. have to keep I, I got, You got it. I, have well, to I, wanna say, I have to keep I wanna, scoreboard. It is really. I want yeah. to keep WGN. Like, Ooh, that, that's what I want. <laughs> I want to keep WGN. Sorry, Mark. So you're going to trade or exchange the old scoreboard? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Dansby Swanson's story is enough, man. Like, WGN made this fan base the way it is. Like, <laughs> like I, that's that, that, that's why I want WGN back. Um, oh, man. But, There's I mean, I get, I get the scoreboard now. is important, though. It is. The scoreboard is. is, if you picture Wrigley Field, like the Ivy is probably one one A, but the yeah. old scoreboard is what really lets you know it's an old ballpark. What if you exchanged it for a scoreboard version of the scoreboard, like or a video board version of the scoreboard? No, I mean, that. It no. wouldn't work I'm, the same. I'm but keep, it would, it would if I had like to it. do it, I would. Let's see. I would keep the scoreboard. Yeah, boy, the return of the exchange. I would exchange. I would exchange the 1990s prices for faster games, better bathrooms still, okay. and better food. Any those of those new, things. Those like, new troughs. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. I don't mind that the prices have gone up and inflation, all that stuff, because that's just that's just a way of life. Yeah, yeah. So I I can deal with that. I I'd have to, I'd have to return WGN because. I, I, while I did love WGN, I also had a job because games were at Comcast Sportsnet for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And I just – it doesn't really matter for me what network the games are on. To be to be perfectly honest, when you're, watch, when you're watching the game, you don't finish it and go, 
well, the Cubs won, but that wasn't on WGN. So, <laughs> right? It doesn't. I'm talking well, about just people having the easy access to watch the games because yeah, it's I clearly know. a problem. It's under, clearly under, a problem right now. I understand now. that. Someone in Atlanta, Georgia, being able to watch you know all Cubs games back on the WGN days—that is but one now, thing you miss by that. But now it's really only old people like me that yeah. can't find it for like right like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the technology now is you can stream it pretty much anywhere. You can find it on different cable channels. You can get Hulu and find it. It's it's not as easy as it was to find it because you just went, you just turned your dial to WGN. But now, Mm -hmm. if it went to GN, it'd force everybody to go back and get cable again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm in the same. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Luke. I think you you have to keep the the scoreboard. I guess yeah. that's too iconic. You have to keep it. And I, I think you're exchanging. Actually, I like what you said. I like exchanging the prices for a quicker game. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. Anytime we'll stick you with can that. exchange something for a quicker and, game. Um, we're gonna say, we're not, I guess we're going to have to say goodbye to WGN. As much as that, you know, like everyone growing up, WGN was it, right? Like that's where we first started watching Cubs. Most of us, you know, people that are old enough will remember watching WGN. Um, mm-hmm. But so that, as much as that, as hard as that is to say goodbye to, I right. think that's that's the one that like you said it's like you're not as you don't notice i guess one. when it's not wgn <laughs> no playing games anymore well, you do but at the same time it's like you can still watch cubs games that aren't you still get through it i guess were the game i'm not sure the games were on gn in 2016. i want to say they were nbc sports chicago at that point oh, oh yeah for sure they were most they were on WGN once, in 2016. Once, once NBC Sports Chicago so. and Comcast came along, so that's uh, for me 2004. We always had more games than WGN. We just could yeah. never say it because Marquee people had Com- such a love for WGN. The majority of the games were always on Comcast Sportsnet, CSN, mm-hmm. and and we actually had first ref- first refusal when they they actually divide games up like they say, "I yeah. want this series, I want this series, this series." So we always had first choice, then GN had second choice, and then whoever was third would be, you know, when ABC came in, they would have it. Yeah. And they would yeah. get divvied up that way. But, like, it's been a long time since WGN carried every game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the majority were all the games. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it back. I don't, I don't remember. didn't come around until 2020. I don't remember. I remember, I don't having, re- to get a, I remember having to get it. I remember having to change my Xfinity. I did, I did change my Xfinity. What uh, a a package or whatever in 2020 for that what i'm saying is i don't i don't know if 16 yeah i don't know if 16 okay maybe it's like where wgn had very like a few much fewer of the games because possible was that in 16 i don't know but if it was it was like the majority on nbc sports chicago then uh, just a few on gn and some on abc7 because i don't remember in 16 i was already at school i do not remember being able to watch many cups games because they weren't on right. WGN. I was already at school in Missouri, so, so I don't remember yeah. being able to, but yeah, so right. <laughs> I missed I missed most of that twenty sixteen run. I'll I'll say that. So do you want to do one about Cubs? Do you want to do the next category Cubs pitchers of past or present? Cubs hitters of past or present, Cubs trades of past or present, or I have three specific players to choose from. Let's do the specific players. All right, all right. Specific players. You have to keep one, you have to return one, and you have to exchange one. Okay. Wilson Contreras, 
Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber. Who are you keeping? keeping? Who would you have returned? Who would you have exchanged? Keeping Rizzo. Hmm. Keeping Rizzo. Keeping Rizzo. Because you have no first baseman. And I and I I'd and I would trade and I would trade Wilson. And I guess we could exchange Schwarber for someone else. I guess wasn't the trade the exchange? Or what? No, they're two different things. Yeah, yeah, there's, so a, there's a return the and there's an exchange. Or so return, which is the trade? Yeah, the exchange would be the okay. trade, then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah an exchange would be so a trade. I'd <laughs> a return is you're just giving them back. You don't even it, it's yeah. done. Basically, I'll what re- they did to Schwarber. I'll return Contreras and trade Schwarber so we at least get something for him this time. But I'm still keeping Rizzo. Well, interesting. I, so now I, I think I would have. They have a need for first. I would keep Schwarber because they need the left-handed power and they have a DH spot, and he'd be a perfect guy for that role for the next five years, would have no problem with it. I would exchange Rizzo because I would get Alcantara back in that trade that they got, right? So it was already a good exchange, although you weren't necessarily thrilled about doing it at the time. And then if I had to just give one away – it would be Contreras because I'm not – I'm sort of buying what the Cubs are now saying about the defensive catcher and that position. And Wilson has turned off some of the fan base with his Cardinals love, a.k.a. Cody at times. That I, and that he, I, I know he's forget. dead to Corey. But that's <laughs> – that's it's more, it's more about that I, I think you could get more for Rizzo if you would traded him earlier or when they did than you would have if – Clearly, they couldn't even trade Wilson mm-hmm. at the deadline for what they wanted. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, as far as Schwarber goes, he's younger than Rizzo. Um, you know, the power plays, obviously, at any ballpark he's been at thus far. Uh, I think I, you go back to it, you're keeping Schwarber um, for those reasons. I mean, he not like he was a gold glove first baseman, but he did play there when he went to Boston at the end of 20, 2021. Um, and he can play left field. I mean, he has great arm. Uh, maybe not the uh, mobility of a guy like even Ian Happ out there, but um, you know, he plays a capable left field. And he's, you know, he's if he's your full-time DH. You love that because all he has to do is focus on hitting, and we know he can hit at Wrigley Field. I think you keep Schwarber. Probably stick with exchanging Rizzo. Um, you know, getting honestly getting what you got for him at the deadline is is good enough. Like the 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 return on that if if Alcantara works out like it, it seems like that could end up being a very good trade for the Cubs you just give it up you, you got a few more years until you can really even decide that uh and then you basically did what the Cubs did with with Wilson now you were kind of return him right you you he goes on the market and and someone else picks him up that's I mean I guess they yeah. did get the, the the draft pick compensation out of it but it feels like they just kind of yeah. let him go yeah it's I don't know there's I some just, good comments in the chat by the way Colada said, Michael Colada says, trade Gallagher way, bring back McDonald's. I'd rather have the Taco America. Bell than the McDonald's personally. Yeah, that's what I was saying, the Taco Bell. Is the Taco <laughs> Bell back in any way, shape, or form? There They're is both one, right? back. They're both Well, there. I know yeah, McDonald's is certainly there, yeah. yeah. There's a new Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, yeah. There oh, there is, is yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I was just there like a month ago. Okay, there you go. Evil Wax 73 says, Keep Contreras, return Rizzo, and exchange Schwarber. 
Kalata was exchange Rizzo, keep Schwarber, get rid of yeah. Contreras. I said get rid of. He didn't. He went. Yeah, well, he I didn't say anything. But that is essentially what you're taking him back to the store and saying, "Nah, we're good." And it's yeah, not I because used... you want to. It's because it's a difficult. That's the game. Yeah. You have to do it with the, one. The three. Three different. I didn't use any logic for mine. I used Dell metrics, <laughs> and I just wanted to keep Rizzo because they should have always kept Rizzo. That's just my opinion. So. All right, let's do let's do at least one more. I uh. How about you want to do Cubs trades or Cubs pitchers of the past? Let's do pitchers because we know how the trades will. Yeah, well, we know like, yeah, (laughs) I like Cubs pitchers. So if you had to past or present, if you had to keep one, I don't know how it wouldn't be Greg Maddox. Like, yeah, they never should have let Greg Maddox go, right? Like. Unless you you go even further, you say you want you have to keep peak Jake Arrieta. Not peak Jake Arrieta, the Cubs oh. don't win the World Series. So if you want to get you more could, specific, if you could keep Jake from 2015. Yeah, 2015 and 16, Jake Arrieta. Who's the I, other that may one? be the number one. What's the if you could so keep Maddox and peak Arrieta? Who's the other one? Oh, no, I was just saying it can be any pitcher. Oh, so keeping, take keeping. any oh. pitcher the Cubs have had. So I'm saying <laughs> if there's one pitcher in Cubs history and I had to keep him for, like, the entirety of his career, yeah. I would take Maddox because Arietta was more. Ryan is saying, well, I would keep 2015. Yeah, specific Arietta. And I bet Corey would say keep John Lester. Yes, I would assume so. <laughs> but well, now, what, about, what about Fergie Jenkins, though? Fergie Jenkins would be a good Jenkins, one to keep too. And based off Dell metrics, Big Z is it's, it's hard to want to get rid of him. Yeah. It's hard to let it's hard to return him anywhere. I need someone well, to destroy a Gatorade cooler. If yeah. you're gonna, need someone to fling a ball into the stands when he's pissed off. Like there's a, these yeah, are there's, all big attributes. <laughs> there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys that fit the exchange. I think um, because there's guys that would have had great value. Like if you could have exchanged Kerry Wood after his first few seasons in the big leagues before or yeah. prior before the injury. That's what I was thinking. While the value coming back, you would have been willing to give up some good seasons in a Cubs uniform and fan favorites, but because their value was so high, the exchange rate would have been high. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like like as far as exchanging, you had two guys who have ended up, you know, being hurt, who ended up fizzling out because they couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Nothing against the two pitchers when when they were yeah when they were good they were really good pitchers when they were healthy they were really good pitchers that just didn't work out because they were not healthy for most of their Cubs tenure so if like I, that's what I was thinking before you mentioned it as far as Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor you probably could have got a pretty decent sized haul after Kerry Wood's you know twenty strikeout game in ninety eight Mark Pryor his <laughs> couple his couple peak seasons after he debuted you probably could have got a pretty good haul for him. You know, before 04 and beyond, before he obviously got hurt all the time. Like There, yeah. there was a couple seasons there where those two guys would have gotten you a pretty sizable return because of how good they were and how good they were projected to be. I, th- I think uh, that Brandon, would be my exchange. Did you see Brandon's comment? Brandon Marcellus has a really good comment. Yes. I would exchange Scott Feldman for Jake Arrieta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's right. That, that's a good one. And Steve um, Clevenger. That, that's smart. I think even a guy like – even a guy like Carlos Marmol would be a good exchange catting. Like when he first was moving into the closers role and his slider was all over the place, you probably could have flipped him for somebody for a team that, mm-hmm. but I, a prior and wood would have had such a high 
ceiling for the exchange rate. And returning guys, boy, there's, I mean, where do we start <laughs> on the guys you'd return? Chatwood. Chatwood, Brandon Morrow. <laughs> Chatwood's up uh, near the uh, top. Brett Anderson. Um, Edwin Jackson. Edwin was, Jackson. Edwin Jackson, yeah. yeah. First grade, first grade as, as Theo and Jed obviously did building this team up the first time. Like, that was just a, a move that you look back at. It was like, why did you do that move? That was just a lot of money given up to Edwin Jackson. I always liked Edwin Jackson, though, because, like, he helped the tank. He pushed yeah, that tank true. as strong as he possibly could. You know what I mean? I liked him on other teams. He threw that no-hitter out of nowhere, like a 150-pitch no-hitter. Like, like that yeah. was awesome, but it was just – it was a lot of I guess the reason money. that it didn't bother – I guess the reason that didn't bother me that they paid him so much was because when they signed him, it's like, well, we're still tanking anyway. Yeah. What is he here yeah. for? The yeah. innings? That's it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> EvilWax73, again, another great comment. Brandon Morrow. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, 100%. That's yep. the return guy right there. Yeah. Hey, return him. Yep. That's the man to return. You want to do who one do, more? Should we uh, do our who do, who, do, who do we return on, to, on, on the current roster? Oh, oh man. Any Returns position, the- keep exchange return well you're going to keep either nico or dansby or one of the pitchers sure. right one For of the sure. young pitchers well now see but that they, those guys also fall into a good category for exchange if you're talking about someone as big as juan soto or yeah don't forget about that um of all the players on the team right now, you could, I mean, you could also. Not, not prospects. I think I'd keep Nico. Yeah. I guess Ian Happ's a guy you could trade um, or exchange, oh. I guess. Well, the Giants uh, might give you a lot for uh, Dansby Swanson right now before he plays a game, but I yeah. wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I like having the two of them. Like, uh, uh, if I had I guess to if you want if you want to cheat if you want to cheat a little bit since Jason Hayward's still technically being paid by the Cubs this season oh, you, oh. Could, you could return you could still theoretically return him that's your return <laughs> yeah no, Sean says return last year's Hayward contract stick the stake in my heart even harder man Colada <laughs> return wisdom in his 200 strikeouts I would say exchange. These are guys I'll mention just because it's not that I don't think they're good players. It's just I think they have value to other teams. And There's a lot of guys with value. On and team, I don't sure. believe the Cubs have done enough this offseason to really be a serious no. playoff contender, right? Yeah, I got, I got the number one return, so by the way. So gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to again say Stroman because I think you have pitching. You'd be dealing from a position of strength, even though we've said – over and over, you've got to build up depth in the pitching staff. I don't think they have enough that's going to compete with teams that went out and built super teams in the offseason. So, and I think the return on Stroman right now would be pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good yeah. still. A veteran guy, the teams would be like, yep, we could put him in our one, two, or three. Yeah. And he's not he's only not one a year, ten year deal. You're accepting either. I I do wonder how much that opt like the ability to opt out this season does affect a trade package. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, he, he's obviously a good pitcher, reliable pitcher, and a you know a guy that contending teams would want to have on the on the in the staff. Yeah, I just don't know how much that his ability to opt out 
uh, you know, after this season would affect how much they would be willing to give up for him. But Luke, I did find your your number one um, return. The Cubs in 2023 are paying 1.5 million dollars uh, to that. buy out to buy out Jonathan VR's contract. So that <laughs> that's the return. That, that Man, is your that's the return. I I, I don't want to pile on the guy, but that's the return. If you're still paying <laughs> VR next season. Oh like that that is your number one return. That's like, the return. Nico's, like, Nico's my keep and my exchange is 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 probably somebody like Stroman because they would have a super high value. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Anyways. Uh what do we got? Comed? Comed today, huh? Uh, the Comet Energy home. Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. Comet offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Again, that's comed.com slash poweringbiz. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a comed energy efficiency program representative email business ee at comed.com or request that assessment online at their website comed.com slash facility assessment um whenever you have your electric bill paid you can use the rest of your money on at DraftKings, guys um this time of the year everyone's excited about the gifts the holiday spirit but you know but what about all the basketball when I throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings. Same game, parlays. I'm pretty sure there's a boost on DraftKings today you can use on the NBA. Uh, for a same-game parlay, like a 100% boost, I'm pretty sure. You can craft something up for the Bulls game tonight uh, and, and prepare to either get hurt again or win some money or get hurt and win some money if you bet against the Bulls and you win your parlay. You never know. Um, the possibilities, there's so many of them. That's why it's so great about DraftKings. Uh, Maryland sports fans, Maryland Cubs fans, if you're in here, uh, listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. What a beautiful time to be in Maryland, honestly. Uh, can't think of a better time. Uh, download the app now to get in on the action hoops. Uh, get in on the holiday hoops action. God, I can't talk. Sign up with code CHGO. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description. That said, you guys be proud to know that I did not gamble on anything on Christmas Day. Wow, you uh, took a day you. off. 
I did, yeah. Crazy. I was also uh, stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was stuck in the middle of nowhere with no service most of yesterday. I knew there was a reason. That that's really... that's that's the main reason, but I like to tell myself I took a day off. So yeah. Santa's got a chance to make a little free money. He's out there trying to do it. I know how it works. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Uh, it's the best way to watch us, and we are less than 100 subscribers away from 23,000. So, you know, hit that subscribe button. Get us to our Jordan number. Please get us there. And Notice. I believe, Stephen, yeah, do you have do our it. poll results? We had a – what grade would you give the Cubs off season so far? What, yeah, how, how's that going? I've got the results. Only 7% voted it an A. But if there's a optimistic people, yeah, I agree. Like it. they redeem oh, themselves a little bit here. That's Cub fans in yeah. general, right there. Seventy yeah. percent gave it a B, which is okay. almost entirely due to the Dansby Swanson signing, I assume. Yeah. Twenty-three uh, percent gave it a C, okay. and here's here's the biggest surprise for me: zero percent gave it a D or F, meaning Michael Collada did not vote. Wow. wow. Yeah, I don't no, know, so I don't know wow. what he'd give it. Kalata, if you're if you're <laughs> in the chat, I saw you earlier. What would you what grade would you give it? Because he was he was pretty up on the fact that they finally got a shortstop. Now he's down on other things, but um I bet you Kalata yeah. gives it at least a C. A C? I could go. I could I could see that. I mean I so could I, go I could go as low as a B minus. Yeah, I, I think roughly B minus B range is where I had it. Yeah, um, especially after the Swanson signing, um, you, you mean there, there were there weren't a yeah. whole lot of like, there you go. Michael Collada said C. He got he's That's got right C in there. there. I mean, it's just like, yes, that was like their A signing, I would say, uh, but they didn't mm-hmm. make. There were a, there were a few other signings they could have made that would have given them an A in this offseason. Carlos Rodon maybe, um, you know, that level of pitcher or you know a different kind of bat, you know, whatever. Tyon's a good one, though. is a solid signing. Yes. Smiley's a solid signing. Yeah. And that's that's why I think like those guys are going to make this team better next year. Um, Tyon obviously is is supposed to be around for four years, so he'll help this team in the future as well. Same with Swanson. Um, so you upgraded, maybe not the biggest upgrades, but you upgraded different positions, and um, you know you set yourself up to have some good building blocks for the future. I th- I give it a B. I give it a B. I think it could have been better. Certainly could have been worse. Um, it, it was it was an above average offseason for the Cubs as far as they went out and, and, and used the money that they had, the resources they have. Maybe not all of it, but they used some of it to plug some of the holes that were very glaring to end the season. Sure. Or giving it a, like you could also they could go from a B to a B plus for me if they did some any of these things or some of these things. Extend HAP, extend Nico. Those two things would would make this an even better offseason. Like if you can lock down left field or if you can lock down the middle of your infield moving forward that would be good uh if they could pull off a trade to get themselves a really good third baseman first baseman or catcher somewhere where they need somebody or even another pitcher for that matter right like another i don't know who i'm trying to think well what the sale thing would be a trade um boy he's i I, i'm not touching chris sale I, i don't think the upside's there i think you've for sure seen the best you're going to see of Chris Sale in his career and the rest of it's not worth it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, when's the last time he was really healthy for most of the season? No, it's been, it's been a while. Well, listen, you remember how he got hurt last year? A freaking comeback or took his pinky off or whatever it was, right? Yeah. 
He, I mean, he's, yeah, but he's, he's also had some. He also. I agree. That there's been some injury problems there. But... Yeah, didn't he? Was it he punched a cooler or, or did he kick a locker? Like he's had he did some... that, but he didn't get hurt there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's shown that he's passionate and angry because he can't stay on the field. But so you'd be you'd be okay with Sale? Uh, a, a yeah, because you Sale if it was a. Because you're not gonna have to give up anything. You don't have to give up anything for that contract. He, I mean, I don't blame the Red Sox for giving him that contract. He had an insane 2018 season that led arguably one of the greatest teams I've ever seen win the World Series. Like, if that guy's healthy, he's he he, like that's just been his thing. Is that he just can't? He hasn't been able to stay on the field since they kept yeah. him around. I just don't know so, what you'd have to give up for him. Like, if you're telling me you don't, I don't have think to give a up- lot. <laughs> I don't think a lot. I, I mean, again, he's making a lot of money and can't stay on the field. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm just saying that I, you know, I don't think you're, you have to give up a, a top prospect. I don't think any teams have to do that. Maybe, so. maybe he's one of those guys that gets, you know, they throw in that uh, that contract to sweeten up a deal, right? A contract they want off the books, but then like, hey, like the Cubs go after Devers, but they're like, we'll take the Chris mm-hmm. Sale contract off your hands. Oh too. yeah, that that I'm that I'm down you know, with taking some money off yeah. another team's for you know. That for that better, I'm okay with. The Cubs package. have the money, like we've said. Like the right. Cubs have the money to do deals like that. I think if you do, if you, yeah, and that's yeah, that's so kind of the point Doug too. Yeah, like yeah. you're not if if the Red Sox eat money, you know what I mean? Like you're just taking them off of their hands. It's kind of like what they did with the Mookie Betts trade because they sent David Price in that trade as well because they didn't yeah. want to keep paying him. But somebody in the um, chat earlier suggested Hap, Hendricks, and PCA. For sale endeavors and guys, that's not enough to get that deal done for no, definitely. I mean, I mean for Hendricks, I don't know what value trade or uh, yeah, what trade value Hendricks has right now anyway, just because you know he missed the whole second half of the season, right? You don't even know for sure right now that he's going to be ready to go by the time opening day comes around. Like, yeah, what is what what is the trade value of Kyle Hendricks right now, and does he even fit in a trade for Devers? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I think, don't think that's the way that's, I think that look. that. That trade, if you took out Hap and put someone who has more control in there, then I think you at least are at the conversation okay, Saya. table. Say is a lot of control. Yeah, yeah I mean, no trade. No trade not clause. they're not going to take PCA and, and say. Oh, is it no trade clause? Okay. Yeah, he has a no trade clause. Um, so, I mean, I, I think the Cubs would just have to throw in another top prospect with PCA. Yeah. Uh, again, Devers going to be what twenty six this year. It's another one, one of those things where they have that, to like, they have to get creative. It's another mm-hmm. trade scenario they have to get creative to, to pull off because there's probably other teams out there that can offer better deals than the Cubs. Oh, Just yeah. like straight up face value can offer better deals, so the Cubs yeah. would have to get creative and and how you know they mm-hmm. how they would take Devers' contract. Well, I guess what one more year on his contract, so how they would get Devers to you know, out from the Red for, Sox for someone like Devers, Hap, Hap's value isn't very isn't very high because he has one year left just like right, Devers. Yeah. You'd just you be renting I mean? them. So that doesn't make sense yeah, for them. You're right. They'd want, yeah. they'd want guys under control. They'd want your yeah. steel. They'd want. The PCA. only way that that might happen is if like the Red Sox decide they're going to full on blow it up, rebuild, just want to get guys off the books type thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them doing that. They just, uh, and, like, and as, honestly, as, they as probably want been, Nico. They, Nico's yeah, a guy they want. Under control, right. young player who's mm-hmm. on the up. Like Nico, and they to, want Nico Steele and PCA at least. And to be honest, like I'd probably do it if that meant that Devers was gonna Ooh, sign a cons- oh, extension. Wow. I'd probably do it. I mean wow. he's 
again, 26. 26. You got to send PCA, Nico. Uh, maybe not steal. You know what I mean? Like if I had to switch that up, I would I, I would do PCA, Nico, and someone else. I don't know who yet, but off the top of my head. But I don't think you'd have to move steal to get Devers. You could move those two guys, maybe throw in another prospect, maybe you know throw in someone else. I don't know. We've gone, we've gone off the rails. We've yeah. traded half the yeah, team off the Devers. Let's save it for tomorrow's <laughs> podcast. We're back at 120 again tomorrow. Uh, we're going we're gonna to ride Spicy. out 2022. We're going to finish oh, yeah. it out on a high note. Uh, and first of all, everybody that came in on the chat, appreciate it. Hope everybody had a good holiday. And uh, we'll be back all week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Brennan and Corey on Friday to finish out the year. And then Ooh. right back at it, 2023. I've got an idea for a show later in the week, by the way. That's all I'm going to say. Got, a, got an idea for a show. Tease it. That's how you tease it. It's just called a tease. Just a little taste. I just gave you a little <laughs> taste of that favorite holiday cookie right there, but okay. not all of it. Uh, thanks to everybody for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Take care. We'll see you on Tuesday. And, of course, fly the W.